0: Welcome to the Waffle Shop podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle.
1: Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
0: Welcome to another episode of the Waffle Shop podcast. Today, I'm joined by probably one of the most talented people I've had on the podcast so far. It's Glenn Murphy, the dancer, singer-songwriter, BGT champion. Welcome to the Waffle Shop.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be in the Waffle <laughs> Shop. <laughs> I
0: don't start dancing already.
2: I saw your neck go
0: there. I, fl- I forget it. I'm on
2: camera. You forget it. it's in a podcast and you think, oh, visual. So either that or you
0: just kind of like wafting away the sweat, literally. Oh, is- the heat. It is probably one of the most hottest days of the year so far, so I really appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, I dread to think oh, pleasure, what's what we're we going to look like at the end of this. Yeah, exactly.
2: yeah, sweat patches is just going to grow <laughs> yeah. as the episode goes on. Yeah.
0: How are you doing, anyway? You all good?
2: Yeah, I am all good, mate. Yeah, like you said, just enjoying the sun, but also trying to survive the sun at the same time. So yeah. not complaining because I wonder people who have been waiting for it to be sunny, but then when it comes, like you, you forget that no- nowhere is built for it here. So to be yeah. fair. It's a
0: perfect way. There's obviously this is how I start each one of my shows. It's something called the weekly waffle. And mm. I think it's very fitting to be fair. It's a very British thing to do to like bemoan so much that it's cold ninety percent of the time. The first bit of sun, it's like it's too hot.
2: I'm yeah. melted. Can't deal yeah. with this. People always ask that, like, oh, would you rather be too hot or too cold? And people say too hot. And I think no, because once you're butt naked, you can't get any colder at least when you're like when you're cold you can put clothes on on heaters blankets fireplace like you can keep upgrade run on the spot but once you're naked in the sun (laughs) you can't in the shade you can't do anything else you can get some ice or something but literally that's it and you can't escape it yeah i'm with you 100 percent. that
0: to be fair but the thing that's been bothering me is kind of linked to the heat um it's pillows like it's like when it's this hot and you're trying to sleep, there is nothing worse than like, I don't know, like things touching you. But then it's like pillows and having to constantly turn the pillow to like the cool the side. side. Yeah. <laughs> Why has no one invented like a cool pillow or something?
2: I'm sure I've got a pillow that's meant to have half of it is like a cooling side. It's got like a cooling pillow yeah. on it and the other side is normal. I, once obviously you put the actual cover on it, I don't know which one it is but I'm pretty sure I've never, <laughs> felt, <it>. I've never <laughs> felt the effects of it. So <laughs> I don't know what one it is, but it's none of the four that I have it's on the bed. So how
0: many pillows do you have?
2: I've got four, but I use one The rest just get chucked on the floor every day. So I don't know why they're there, but it's one of that's those things. I, I don't know why I asked that. part of the look, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. part of the this look.
0: is my thing. Do you have like a, cause I have a pregnancy pillow as well. I mean, obviously I'm not pregnant. Obviously I'm not well that's a different conversation but (laughs) (laughs) I have a pregnancy pillow as well and it's like sometimes I'm like how many pillows is too many pillows
2: yeah I don't know I used to have one of those um before to like you could sit in it and it was more comfy but then you got that plus like whatever pillows then sometimes you get the little small ones and after time, like I said, I just put them on the, on the floor. And then all you're doing is putting the dusty pillows back onto the bed. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. Does it? For, for, the, for someone maybe coming around and seeing the place for the first time, you are just showing them around for it to kind of look nice. Otherwise, whose purpose is uh-huh. it? You should just have one single pillow in the middle of the double bed. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> Nothing it's else.
0: <laughs> Well thank you for joining me, It's been <laughs> that was it, that's all I wanted to ask. <laughs> yeah, and take care, all, all the best, enjoy this one. <laughs> is, there, is there anything that kind of gets on your nerves that you'd like um, to get off your chest today? Oh,
2: I wish I had thought of something before because there's so many, so many <laughs> little things that just really grind your gears as they say. My, oh, I think there's loads of things that people are annoyed with, like I, the loud chewing thing I know is a thing for loads oh. of people. Yes. I seem to have the most sensitive ear to it. Like I could be on the train and you could be four seats away, <laughs> and I could the next be carriage. Kind of I'm like, I need to leave carriage. I need to move and go <laughs> to somewhere else because I cannot. Yeah, I cannot take it. I'll that, get the bus. Um, yeah, <laughs> that just, yeah. I, that thing for me, I just pick up on it so quickly. Um, I'm trying to think of something else that really gets to me. What are yours,
0: Mike? To be fair, but pillows and the heat. Pillows, wasps. Wasps, wasps i'm allergic
2: what so i'm wow okay i yeah. thing you see me sprinting from at all times
0: i just think they're a very
2: aggressive
0: insect and i don't really understand why
2: yeah they're just up in your business yeah they? like yeah. we have
0: all these conversations of like especially like around the like the mental health conversation like everyone needs therapy which 100% agree with but i think it's wasps <laughs> wasps need the therapy more than we do (laughs) the
2: the therapy do you know what you saying that just reminds me especially with the heat it all kind of ties in but obviously you have to open the window in this heat but i find that at night you obviously have to put a light on to open the window that's obviously be able to see you open the window and all you get is moths Galore. So by the time I go to bed and close the window and look at the ceiling, there's moths everywhere. The cast of a bug. How, how can I there. open the window, be cooler, but have the light? I was just sitting in pitch black last night, but the TV light, all of a sudden you see it on the screen. Just like, and I'm like, I'll spend another half an hour before I go to bed trying to get it out the window. Or nuisance. So yeah, I'd say that for sure.
0: Do you know what solid effort. I agree with that. Ants and flies
2: yeah just anything that's just yeah. about your business is just anything you know, there's up.
0: nothing worse than lying in bed and just hearing like a mm, oh yeah or you just feel like, that thing and you go oh yeah like, said,
2: was I was didn't ever got it, I it. I <laughs> oh no that's my thing spider webs <laughs> oh, for some yes. reason all the time at the moment I go for walks around my block and I just and I go like a not an alleyway but it's just like a smaller you know alley <laughs> between the, t- the houses and I always get a across my chin or across my and that feeling of like I don't know if it's on me it's probably crawling I have no idea you don't see it I don't know how it's there everywhere and I can walk like from my door to my car and it's like a tree and a bench between that and then when I walk back I walk through a cobweb and I'm like how did I miss it the first time oh, or yeah. how did it jump from there to there and make that line
0: how does it get across that do you know what <clears throat> I think these are questions for David Attenborough
2: yeah uh, <laughs> What's spider-man that? thing I don't know how they're doing that but <laughs> Yeah, that's not for me. Cobwebs—they happen all the time at the moment. (laughs) I promise you,
0: I haven't brought you on this show just to moan about.
2: (laughs) Right, it's nice to get off your chest, (laughs) isn't it? (laughs)
0: Yeah, (laughs) I feel better now. You probably feel ten times worse, but (laughs) 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 to be fair, one of the biggest things, obviously, obviously at the moment, you know, you've kind of you've opened yourself up um, recently, obviously, with the whole kind of mental health um, conversation, which. I can only kind of commend you for because Mm -hmm. it is so empowering, especially from like a male to male, knowing not only that someone else is potentially struggling. I know know that sounded like, I'm glad other people struggle. I'm not (laughs) in the slightest but Just having uh, someone else, that other voice to listen to, of just knowing like I'm not on my own. So I need to kind of throw a massive amount of respect your way because it's honestly, it's incredible what you're doing at the moment. I kind of want to dive back a little bit because obviously a lot of people will know you from like Britain's Got Talent, obviously being part of Twist and Pulse. The whole kind of mental health thing, like how did that journey start for you or has it always kind of
2: been there? No, that's I think that's why it was quite shocking because I think I was someone pre-kind of like understanding how I was feeling. I was uh, kind of someone, that, well, I wasn't really scared of anything. Like nothing really affected me. I was very like over positive, nothing yeah. really knocked me down. Even if like bad things happen, I, I'm very much like a find a solution, you know, logical thinker, just get to the next thing and not scared of any, like as much as we talked about wasps and all that stuff. I'm, I, obviously that's something I'm allergic to, but in life, yeah. scared of bugs. I'm not really scared of heights. Like nothing really, I'm really, um, you know, I will jump out of a plane for, for fun. Like all that sort of stuff is really like, adrenaline based and stuff mm. like that. So I've never really had that thing. So, you know, when I heard of, I had a housemate at the time who had anxiety and used to like get off the train on the way to work because they felt anxious, and i and they'd yeah. come home and be like, "Oh, I had to get off on the way to work," and I used to be like, "What? Just stay on the train. Stop being so silly." Like, so yeah. like, I didn't understand it at all. um So I think when I started experiencing those sort of things, it hit me really heavy because it felt like I didn't know me anymore, and everything that I knew and was like very sure of, and very like able to push through now I couldn't and like yeah. um I've got a lot of like physical symptoms that came with it and those are things like as a dancer I'm so coordinated and used to like knowing my body inside out knowing oh, like injuries that. and feelings and like you know just understanding how everything moves I know when I'm aching because I did this yesterday or I went to the gym or I've done a certain trick and that you know that pulled my back so I'm very aware of my body so when I can feel you know my leg twitching or shaking or I can feel that the anxiety building up in my muscles it was so it felt so much worse because I couldn't yeah. stop it and I couldn't control it and then frustration kicks in and then then it's oh I've got to be somewhere else and now I'm thinking oh they're going to see me doing that so now I'm thinking about it whilst I'm in a meeting but now I'm sweating because I'm thinking about it in a meeting it's like it's all these things become like a layered thing and I one after the other it that's how it kind of got too much and then you know that's when I realized obviously this is something that I need to start looking into more and and trying to understand how to make, make my life more comfortable again, I guess.
0: So it's really interesting um, that point, because I imagine, like you said, like the whole, like being a dancer, but imagine you're so kind of in tune with the body. So when that stuff is happening, I imagine it's kind of, it's magnified. Like it's so, I know obviously physical symptoms don't have a sound, but I imagine it was very loud with your body.
2: That's exactly what it is. And it's distracting. And it's like, Mm. I found it harder because, everything impacted the next thing like like I said being in a meeting and then it happened and it took my mind out of the meeting into that but then I got frustrated because I know I'm not concentrating so now I'm putting pressure on myself to try and concentrate but now because I'm trying to concentrate then my anxiety is picking up more so it was like yeah. I couldn't win do you know what I mean there wasn't really like a way to balance that out or to kind of um, find a like segue through it. And because I'm in the moment, I can be like, give me two minutes. I need to just go and shake it off, get some fresh air, grab a glass of water. Cause you're trying to listen to someone speak. So you're like very in your head. And yeah, that was, yeah. Very awkward, frustrating like time because i didn't. Un- it's it's not easier now, but I understand it now. So yeah. I know it's the
0: education to- around it. Yeah.
2: It? I know how to manage that feeling. I know when I feel like it before I even get to a pl- place or to meet someone or to a meeting, I know when I'm already kind of in that place, so I'm not worried about it because I know it's going to happen and know it's going to be there. But, you know, if it happens halfway through an hour-long meeting and you're like, I need to get out of here, yeah. it, was, it wasn't nice at all. What well, I love these conversations.
0: And, you know, it's about it's, it's, I learned a lot about kind of like my like anxiety, like my mental health in general, and even to a certain degree who I was as a person, purely just by having these kind of conversations. Yeah. So I genuinely, again, like I'm going to throw so much, obviously, like gratitude your way because there's something so powerful in just someone saying like you know especially when you're in that headspace it can be the worst possible thing and it can obviously lead then to like me never putting yourself like in that kind of situation again it's like knowing that there are tools out there you know there's conversations that can be had There's you know physical things that you can do to kind of really ground you in that kind of moment and you mentioned there about kind of like taking yourself, you know, giving yourself like a bit of a shake off, like of water and stuff, or anything else, like, you know, when things get to that point that you um, kind of use as a coping mechanism.
2: If I'm honest, I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. I'm still like um, trying to find what's right. Like there's certain things that initiate other things. Like for instance, like I get like a lot of tension in like my legs, so I, like my legs really shake. And it's yeah. very apparent, like doing this kind of campaign, obviously because I've been filming a lot of stuff, and a lot of the stuff I'm talking. And then when you watch it back, you can just see my leg. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. And I know some people do that naturally anyway, but like I, mine's become like more of a twitch, I guess, than like the normal kind of security leg shake. It's like my foot is, I could be watching a film and my foot's doing its own thing and I, and I am really aware of it. Um, but what happens with me is that it causes loads of tension, like in my feet. As a dancer, I got really tight hamstrings, always have just from you know, playing football, they just got tight. And um, when your hamstrings are tight, it pulls underneath your feet. So your toes do this. Yeah. So it feels like my toes are like like tense at all times. Yeah. So sometimes I have to get up and basically do like hamstring stretches. But that for me is wow. like, when I get up in the middle of the night, sometimes at like three in the morning, and my legs are going, like switching from whatever's going on in my head, obviously, yeah. just that, that thing. And I have to get up and at the side of the bed, lean over and just stretch for like 15, 20 minutes, just to get the tension, blood flowing like, out of my legs and that can help like just relax the overall like tension of it because it feels like i don't know it's that thing of, like if you have an elastic band and you pull it and it's, going, yeah. it's like whereas if you relax the elastic band you don't get that flicky feeling so it's like it takes that natural twitch thing out of it so that's like a very very physical thing but other stuff it's just uh talking to yourself you know telling myself in the head that it's, you know it's not going to last and yeah you know, just trying to concentrate and trying not to it's been it's been easier because a lot of closer people know and close people understand but i also find it weird because when you tell someone what you do they then you think they can then see you doing it yeah and you feel weird every time you do it like i (laughs) i I, um i gasp for breath all the time it's just my thing and you now will hear me do it throughout this
0: conversation (laughs) And uh,
2: like i don't think anyone's ever noticed it and ever said it to me before but I am so aware of it. And now obviously yeah. I, when I'm having conversation and people I ask, oh, like what sort of things you do? And I say that now when I do it around some friends, they're like, oh, you're doing that thing in life. I never said it, no one <laughs> even noticed no one it. Noticed.
0: But I felt like it was the most
2: obvious thing ever. Do you know what I mean? To the point I was in the cinema with a friend the other day and he turned to me and was like, you all right? And I was like, yeah, why? And he's like, you sound like you can't breathe. And I was like, yeah, yeah I'm fine. But I didn't even know, cause it's just a natural much into because my chest feels like tighter than normal yeah. so it feels like you're trying to get that little bit more air but it just becomes a natural body like you know reaction I guess
0: do you feel obviously you are obviously you're in the the public eye people know you obviously for doing what you do was there an element of like fear I guess because one of the the biggest things I really struggled with obviously I know I'm nowhere near like obviously where obviously you are but one of the things that really always petrified me about speaking about mental health is, is like what if people judge me what if people look at me different what if kind of you know that whole kind of I guess why we're having this conversation is to come to break that stigma yeah was there an element of fear obviously being in the public eye to talk about it
2: yeah and I think it's been it's been a very uh like surreal experience in the fact that uh, it's. <laughs> I've been anxious the whole time of it. It's like <laughs> made me, not made me worse. That sounds bad, but I feel heavier weight doing yeah. it because it's making me anxious talking about it. And it's like I've. I find it hard because I know I'm being more open about it. But now, like my mum and my dad and that know, yeah. that they're listening to the things like this and they're watching the podcast. So now the way they check up is so like they're checking up all the time or like always asking things and I. Sometimes they're just like, I'm fine, relax, like, yeah, it's not that big a deal. But they can obviously tell that it is a big deal, and that is my coping thing of saying like, no, I'm fine. But sometimes I am fine, Jeez, and I'm, like, I, relax. I don't want them to feel like it's, <laughs> it's scary. But it's like if you don't say it, it's it, it, like you said, it's a stigma, and it's it's also just like a yeah, it, the fear of other people thinking, I don't know, like. I meet people now that obviously know this stuff and it's like yeah. like I said they might see the and think oh my god he's feeling really bad today and then it's like they just overcompensate which yeah. is understandable because people are trying to help and I I really appreciate that but at the same time sometimes i I am trying to just it feels better to just be me I wish no yeah. one no one knew so I can just deal with it how I need to deal with it so it's ups and downs the main thing is that a lot of messages and stuff I've got since doing it have been incredible and like you know, people that are just like, I've been able to speak to someone they haven't before, or I get a lot of messages from a lot of women saying like, my dad or my brother or my son. And I feel like now I've shown them your video and um, they started talking to me more and like my son listens to your song and he sings it and stuff. And then I go, how are you feeling today? And he's like, no, good. And it's like, that sort of stuff is literally one. And every time I feel like, oh, this is a lot. I just think, "Oh, as long as I keep getting those responses, then it's all good. (laughs)
0: Mate, it's honestly I have so much respect for it. It's so it's so powerful. And there's something like for a huge period of time, especially from like a man, like we're so scared to be vulnerable. We're so afraid mm-hmm. to kind of show that kind of level of like emotion. Whereas Joe, you know, like it's almost that like, oh no one cares in the nicest way possible. Yeah. Like they not that they don't care, that was probably the wrong thing to say, but like they obviously do Fair care, time. but like yeah. their concern isn't Kind of, for the bigger pitch out, it's just you making sure you're okay, that you've got what you need to kind of get through. Like, I'd, honestly, I honestly, I absolutely love it. I love these conversations. To be fair, yeah,
2: yeah I've um, got like, a lot better with having them. But like I said, it's it's been. I didn't realize how much weight it would be. Yeah, talking about it all the time because it's like one of my friends messages like, "You good night, yeah." And he's like, he does a lot of stuff with um like mental health. He's doing a, a documentary called Traumality. My friend ton and it's about the the link between childhood trauma and your mental health now so he's like really into it so he like you know we make a point of checking in on each other but he was like how are you actually doing and i was like if i'm honest the campaign's been incredible but i didn't realize how hard it would be to read the good messages but also messages telling me their story of what they've struggled yeah. with because i'm basically just reading really you know heavy yeah. stuff a lot a lot of heavy comments and like I don't get me wrong, I want that to just keep flooding in. But I didn't realise how much it was for me to have this conversation, then go and read them comments, then go and edit my video of my mum crying at me, playing her song to then, Do you know what I mean? It's like every day it, will, it felt like a constant flow of like talking about mental health and that is the best thing to do to talk about it. But I didn't realise it'd be such a, a kind of weight in in such a big amount, I guess, at one time.
0: With Natara, I completely, obviously, not on probably on the level that you have experienced that, but I got very overwhelmed with it at one point. Mm. And I felt like I had to respond to every message. I had to kind of be there. And it kind of got to a stage where on my good days, I almost felt a level of guilt that yeah. I was having a good day and everyone else wasn't having a good day. Mm. But it's just kind of, I think what I do now is just kind of reassure myself that know it doesn't always have to be bad it doesn't always have to be good there's something incredibly kind of beautiful and kind of Mm. going between like the both um but i think it just shows just the impact that you're having and kind of just it's the ripple effects just letting other people know that it's okay to feel shit sometimes so it's honestly incredible yeah Um, one of the things I obviously I have to talk like, about we talk about music quite a lot on the show obviously music and mental health it's yeah. my biggest coping mechanism when it comes to well, like my bad days or to be fair, even even the good days like it's that instant kind of mood changer why why music why why was that an outlet for you is, is that something that's always been there
2: yeah it's always been there and it's been it's always been a, like a close kept secret, I guess, that I like between me and like my close friends, though, and I've done a lot of writing with other people, but never put anything out. I've got loads of songs, and I've had loads of songs for years, but they're just for yeah. me and it's stuff like demos that I might make or, you know, I sing a little bit on on something and then never touch it again. And it's, it's always kind of sat there. And the best thing about this was that I had recorded the song in this room, like a year and a half, two years prior to this whole thing happening. Wow. And it was just a therapeutic. I I made the found the guitar and made the instrumental, and then just literally pulled the mic over and recorded. Like it was about three quarters of the song in one evening, like three in the morning. And I just used to play it in the car, and it just used to be on my phone. And I used to play it, and um, it was only as time went by, like I, I was really liking it, and I thought, oh, it was not this Christmas. It might have been no the Christmas before this. I paid for a studio session with a guy oh, like nice. that I know was like really good, just so I could focus on the singing bit and I paid for it as like my Christmas present to myself. And I yeah. like, oh, I get like the cool yeah. demo so I can actually play it. So again, I lived with that song for, for, you know, another six months for myself, just playing it in the car. And it was only when Twitch, the dancer from the Ellen show, he was the DJ on that. He took his own life. Yes. And a big thing like in the world but it was very much in the dance community, like someone that we all looked up to. And I was really frustrated, like, oh, another person that we've lost kind of thing. Can't believe like, and I was writing an insta message like story being like we need to start talking to each other and i just felt like a hypocrite i just felt like yeah. how can i tell everyone to talk and i've never said anything i'm still sitting here and i still found it hard to do this and i thought rather than just starting from the beginning and feeling like i need to tell everyone individually like this sort of thing just put this on out because one it's creative it's very much me I love, I love music. I love the idea that I could make a video to it and, you know, make the campaign around it. And once it become like more of a creative project, it felt more authentic. It felt more like something that I would actually do rather than like put my phone up and just talk to the camera and say, you know, I've been struggling and do one of those sort of videos. I've always found that like, that's not, (laughs) it's not something I could be good at. And I'd watch it back with anxiety of what I look like and what I've said. I'll be editing. I'll just never get it out. There's no point. (laughs) Whereas the song, if I think of it, forget the topic. Think of it of like how it sounds. Make sure that you know it's mixed well and mastered, and just very project based. Mm-hmm. And then let the impact, you know, do itself. And just like I, I've always said, it, it's that, like, that's my like open letter to the world. But also, it's that kind of just open the doors and just chuck it out. And then as it comes down, whatever comes back from it comes back from it. Do you know what I mean? It's just out mm-hmm. there. People can start from the beginning and hear it from scratch. And then the video, obviously, then tells more of like a you know. Uh, intimate side to how I was actually like feeling and being so yeah it's always been in my blood I just never I've never had the it did it yeah <laughs> to just go do and do it what
0: I love about that though mate is the fact that those words that were obviously your words um got you through like what it sounds like, that one to two years before the world had even like a sniff of like what this kind of body of work was going to be, and yeah. I think now to be in a position to be like, I guess was how how did it feel once? Because obviously, for anyone who hasn't obviously listened to it, it's made it out alive. It is it stopped me in my tracks. Oh, wow. It literally like it gave me the goosebumps, which is you know for a fact it's a good one. If <laughs> the goosebumps yeah. they don't they don't <laughs> lie, but it it did stop me track. How did it feel? Like do you still remember the first time? You played it out loud with it like fully mastered, like it the kind of the finished. Yeah. what How how did that feel?
2: It's weird. Like it, uh, the song in general, obviously, makes me feel emotional. But like, yeah, the, the kind of thing behind it, because obviously, I I opened up to some of my closer friends, obviously, first, just to make sure yeah. I was just because even like being creative and like thinking you can see that, until you show someone and someone goes uh, it's like, <laughs> maybe maybe you shouldn't play line up yeah like. <laughs> yeah you you can't actually tell do you know what i mean like, i I think I have a great ear for music, but at the same time you know i'' not been a singer, so I don't really have you know a grasp to know um and I think it was when I played it to like a few of my close people and I saw how it how it hit them and um I've got a few things where I played like to my friend on zoom and um like he broke down in tears straight off was like and then he he brought his wife in and a voice note and was like, I feel like you're saying everything I can't say. And it's like, as soon as I started hearing things like that, one of my other friends, he lost his dad um, like six months ago and he's been struggling with it like loads. And he just like cried for like 10 minutes straight, like on Zoom when I just sat here. And like, I felt like awkward, but in like the best way of just like, yeah, it's it's the, a release for him. It wasn't like he's just sad and he's just obviously now crying about what he's lost. He was just experiencing that feeling of like, he's got to hear now and like, and he just, and those moments were made me go, okay, maybe if that's, a, that's already enough. Yeah. So I got, maybe if I get one more of them or two more of them responses, it's already, it's already something. So, and then obviously the, the feedback normal of just like, oh, we love the song and it is really good. And like, I'm, I've been singing it the next day that I'll get a message going, oh, I've still got that song in my head. And I was like, oh, <laughs> it's obviously done the job of an actual song as well so, as, you yeah. um, know, I didn't realize how um like generic, Generic and stuff but how, how like relatable it was to everyone. I I went back and listened back to it. And to me, and thought, yeah, but as in I I didn't realize that I hadn't. I thought it was more personal in terms of, um, I don't know that the lyrics being like sat in a coffee shop at six o'clock and I met da 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 like very much like a story that I had or that time I went to Thingy's house. Like Ed Sheeran's got quite a lot where you know it, it's based on him. And you know that he's driving to a specific place at a specific yeah. time, and he met a girl called da da da. And it's like if you didn't do that, you you can relate to the yeah. idea of the story, and you know going to meet your old high school love or something. But the actual story, when you're singing along, isn't you. It's his exact thing. Do you know what I mean? Whereas this, as I went through each line, I was like, anyone could be saying this. It yeah. could literally be your own voice and your own thing. And that's when I realised it was bigger than me. If that makes sense, it was bigger than like my story. It was more about anyone's story and um even the chorus when i it felt really lazy at the time saying made it yeah you made it yeah i made it yeah you made like for five times but the idea of like looking in the mirror and saying it to yourself or the person listening feeling like you're saying it to them and then them repeating it in their head there was so many layers that started to just all lined up and i didn't plan it and that's why i was like it was obviously meant to be for me to put it out because you could have easily gone, oh, it's Mental Health Week coming up. I should write a song and like put it out and be no. like, like, do you know what I mean? You could really like, you know, contrive something like that, but to try and get views and go viral and stuff like that. But this felt like everything was aligning just how I wanted it to. Do you
0: know what? There's, it's really interesting that you said like the made it part because I wrote down two lines in the song because I, I I have this weird thing with lyrics, especially with mm-hmm. the songs, like because I feel like. This is what I relate to. There's, I feel like there's someone out there. I think this is what's beautiful about music. There is someone out there going through what I'm going through, but mm-hmm. they're able to kind of articulate it in a way that I can never do before. Um, But there is two lines from it. One of them was they made it because I don't think we give ourselves enough credit sometimes to realize like we've like beat 100% of our bad days. Like you did. No one else did that for you. Like you did that. And yeah. it's kind of it was that kind of realization for me when I heard it, like, yeah, do you know what? I have made it. like I, I've you know I survived this, but the other part of the the one that I made note of was the not going down without a fight song um, song, the lyric because it's that kind of again, it's so easy sometimes especially when you are struggling to to kind of just to throw in the towel. and it was that just that little reminder of like, do you know what, no, you're more than this. Yeah. more than your mental health you've got to keep going so there was there was those two lines in particular that i was just like Do you know what
2: yeah i was hooked yeah thank you man no i mean like it means a lot and that's i love what you just said about like we beat 100 percent of our bad days that's such a like amazing quote i wish i'd heard it earlier <laughs> <I'm> Good thing <laughs> in every interview no, it's so good because, yeah that's exactly yeah and that's what the post-it notes in the video was to represent yes Each one was a bad day but by doing another one saying that you got past that one and that was the whole point you see this wall of you know covered in post-it notes and again can feel overwhelming to be like oh my god look at all of this sad things but at the same time if you look at it as like wow i got through all of these because every single time i thought that was going to be the worst day in the world i woke up for that one and that's why the last one the yellow one is saying made it out alive to be like well yeah i beat all of them here so and you might go back to the blue one the next day you might go back to the sad things but at some point you know you made it out alive is, is another Do you know what
0: as well and I don't know if this was even like a thing when obviously the the concept everything was put together for the video but it was always that kind of like the blue is always the kind of like you know you feel a little bit blue and stuff like that but then it, when I saw that yellow one I was like it's like that little ray of sunshine through yeah. all of that that was like yeah. ah I don't know if obviously that was a thing but that's generally yeah. like I was like yeah, it was it generally
2: made me smile I was like yeah. ah. yeah amazing yeah i'm glad you picked up because a lot of people ask that like oh yeah other things in the video and i was like there's so many layers to the video like mm. even in terms of like i only wear blue or gray which is like feeling blue or gray skies yeah, yeah. so it's that sort of thing my bedding and my room if you look at everything there's nothing on the sides because it's empty because yeah. that's how i felt the bedding is all like paneled bedding so it's like pillows all oh, on the floor <laughs> yeah, so the um the bedding I used to have was really coloured and black patterned, and this is just like square panels of like emptiness. Again, showing that one of the t shirt, one of the hoodies I had on had like a puzzle piece said missing piece. So there's so many things like that. So I made sure that that colour wise, my friend Hannah is incredible at that stuff, and she was like, "Yeah, let's really just strip everything back and just make the video feel how you feel, and the colours match that. And then that last first big bit of colour is the yellow poster note to be like like you said." the sun is out now and it's that kind of like stepping out into the yeah into the new
1: hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation
2: they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year
1: contracts they said what the f- are you talking about you insane hollywood ass- In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
0: Did you ever think when you were sat there in your room at like three o'clock in the morning, kind of getting their thoughts out of your head into a song that a few years later, you'd be there like creating a music video? all those never, words never
2: even when you say it, we did um we did canterbury pride yesterday and um great show and everything and it was the first time i said oh i've released a song and i said it on stage because wow. so everyone's like oh sing a bit for me and i was like yeah oh. <laughs> okay. it, it just felt like it just felt so strange but so good because like i love the song it's yeah. not something you know it's like I've definitely made a song like 10 years ago with my mate that someone's got on their phone and it's awful <laughs> I, you know i would hide from it forever whereas this is something like i want to play all the time and i'm like i feel excited when it comes on even in my own car when it's on shuffle on a playlist and stuff like that and yeah just the amount of people that like as much as obviously people have connected i've had messages from people just being like oh this is a banger love this song yeah. It's not really a thing to their mental health. Maybe it's not a big thing in their life. It's not something that's like really affecting them, no one around them, but they just love listening to the song and they just sing along to it. That I love as well. So amazing feeling.
0: That's the power of music there, isn't it? whether mm. you relate to it or not, like it always kind of like, that. everyone has that soundtrack to their life, whether it's the yeah. good, the bad, the ugly. And it's something mm-hmm. like that. Like it is, mate, you, you know, you've done something good. Like even when I first mentioned it, like the smile on your face, <laughs> just like, I feel like, you know, like you, you've done something special.
2: Yeah. It's just really that. cool. Even the whole campaign, like I want, I want to carry on the Can't Say It, Post It campaign forever. And this song was kind of just like the, you know, the launch pad for that. But yeah. I'm actually... You know, just gonna re-release the song but maybe an acoustic version just to kind of like keep that feeling there because i feel like it was the you know the starting point of it yeah. all but um yeah just all the content and bits and bobs that i've done with it like there's so much more that i still haven't even just put out because i wanted to simmer on it because of the like weight of it all i didn't want to just keep overwhelming there's yeah. something like that. i realized that it isn't just same as mental health, it's not something that's just for a month. You know what I mean? It's throughout. Yeah. It's something that I can keep coming back to, and I can keep sharing new experiences, new you know bits of content that's talking about it or reflecting on something. And there's loads of bits like that. So yeah, I definitely want to kind of stay on top of that music, especially when like you're
0: that. still you're still feeling that yourself. You know, it's mm-hmm. all those kind of things where I've experienced it from like a podcast point of view where. It's almost kind of like I have to put myself back into kind of like a certain headspace to be able to kind of create content, and it's 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 tough because it's kind of like you want. So as much as obviously I'm by no way stretch of the imagination cured, you know, there's there's days like today, like this morning was a, a particular rough one for me. Whereas mm-hmm. now I'm having this conversation, it's like, ah, oh, okay, I'm I'm gonna be okay. Yeah. So it's like I'm still kind of like living it. So it's just that I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that, to be fair. But just right. of-
2: give yourself the flexibility of, yeah. just, like you said, bouncing between the feelings and just taking each, each thing as it is. And like, yeah, some days are going to be a lot rougher than others. And some days, you know, like I had some rough days, like a few days back and I just literally was, didn't want to do anything. Didn't want to post or like do anything to do with it. And I felt like, cause it went for, for like two or three days. But then the day I felt kind of like refreshed again. I was like, I can't believe I felt like that. It's so yeah. silly. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's that thing But <laughs> you, you learn that it's going to be like that. And it's hard when you're in the bad day. And I'm very like, I'm an emotional music person as well. Like when I feel bad, I put on sad music and I listen to like deep songs. Yeah. And I, I really dive into it. And I watch, you know, Grey's Anatomy. And it's like, more, like I really, <laughs> really sit in that emotional side. Do you know what I mean, like I'm I'm very like, I'm, I'm an open crier in terms of like, I I cry at films in general with my mates, but I, I cry at good stuff as well as sad stuff. I cry at a superhero landing really cool and I get super excited <laughs> and I get emotional because <laughs> it's so good. I get that cry and I get the sad cry. So when I'm in a, that place, yeah, like I've I got some like songs and certain artists that I like really like sit and listen to that capture that feeling and just, just live in it for that for that that moment of time.
0: Is, is there anything else other than music like when you said like you're having those kind of bad days that kind of because imagine i don't know if i'm kind of putting words into your mouth here now but like i mentioned dancing obviously it, it, imagine that's an outlet
2: for you yeah it, like, before... to be honest it, yeah it used to be it doesn't feel so much now because it's become so much of a job yeah when i was younger it was very much more a community slash cultural thing like you would yeah. go with your mates to a dance show and you'd all go for food before and then you'd go do the show and then you'd all go back to someone's house afterwards and it felt more of like uh yeah like just the community the dance community in general whereas now it's more booked for a gig or yeah. for, you have a contract coming up so like it doesn't have the same on being on stage it does but like rehearsing and like living and it doesn't I, I'm not someone that goes to a dance studio and just dance it out like some people feel like that's, ne- that's never really been what dance is for me It's mine's the like I love the entertaining It's the product of like making someone else escape. So it's not necessarily my escape it's my oh one time i watch this they're gonna laugh and think this is amazing they could be having the worst day ever but they'll go home and go on youtube and watch some other videos of us because they thought it was so cool and that was always my thing is get the audience out of their heads put them into this moment for five minutes and then go away laughing and have forgotten what bad was them bad what was bad for them but for me like i said i didn't i never struggled before and i don't think it's transitioned into something i use as that so that's why music was that you know that the other, the other thing that did it for me that's to fair that's
0: a very powerful um, position to be in as well it's one of the reasons why i love live music is because i for those two hours that i'm at a gig i'm not worried about anything else other yeah. than being in the moment like good music i'm surrounded by good people mm-hmm. so that's fair i've never to fair i don't think i've actually ever spoken about that to someone about being it from that side yeah. rather than kind of the audience mm-hmm. so that's really interesting kind of when it comes to obviously the dancing obviously you've incorporated songs like these standards theme tune yeah. to some like absolute bangers like when it comes to kind of pulling the music together for like the dance routines like is that like a huge passion for you as well
2: yeah definitely it's um we both me and ash have both done music since we started dancing we yeah. used it separately for the groups we were in before we met each other so when we came together and we, I was the guy who did all our music and he was the guy who did all theirs. And then we both could do music. It was like, oh, perfect, because now our music's gonna be stuck with the <laughs> kind of thing. Um but yeah, finding the right song or finding the right sound effects or the right like moment in music is like, yeah, it's something we love. We spend a lot of time on that music. And again, it's that's what I l- lent into being both music lovers and finding songs to dance to, but then obviously then just listening to those songs or some weren't, you know, particularly right for our thing, but then you, would you know, really get into just sitting and listening to songs. We're always sharing songs with each other. We love a long drive and being like, I've got a new playlist, yes. here's all these new songs. <laughs> like We're heavily like influenced by music and very different in terms of our styles. We were a lot similar when we were younger, but as we've grown, our styles have, have very much changed, but we always have this little pool of like, I know Ash will love this song. Like if I get downloaded download one, I'm like, I know he'll love this. He'll know i love it. <laughs> We've got those kind of like few things. So yeah, music has always been there and it's always like a highlight for us, for sure. I love that. Mm.
0: I can sit and have this conversation about music all night. Yeah, um, One of, One of the things I want to ask about, like obviously, you know, you step, you've stepped out on some of the, like the, the biggest stages. Mm. You know, there's been a lot of people in that audience. Do you have any like pre-show rituals before
2: you step out? yeah we we actually say like a prayer as much as we both don't like believe in
0: yeah
2: a certain religion or anything we just have like a it's more of an open prayer to the universe sort of thing that we do before every show and we always have and um and within it we we have like a thing where we say make sure it's clean tight energy facial expressions have fun and just enjoy it and we say that every single time before we go on because it's all good like having the technical things but we just remember to have fun enjoy it and some and then we always at the end I always ad lib depending on where we're at or what we're doing so sometimes it's like like yesterday when we did the pride thing it was obviously in the sun and it was scorching and it was like and make sure that we don't pass out from the heat So drink and that's like in your name amen amen and we both say and that's always our thing so we have like a set thing and then at the end, we just add it based on where we are. Like sure it's a new dance, like make sure we don't forget anything and make sure you always stand on the right and I stand on the left. Great, go. It's just like a little pinpoint. So, I love that. Yeah, it's always been our tradition. And sometimes we panic because we haven't done it before the show. And we're like, quick, quick, we need to do the prayer before
0: we go uh, on. Gee, is there any like superstitions with that? Like no. We've done, like, oh, forgot. Just it, it just
2: feels it? weird. It just feels weird when we don't. Yeah. No, <laughs> we have definitely forgot a few times. Um, and sometimes when we have like multiple shows in one night, we're like, do we need to do it again? Should we do it before every time we go on, or, <laughs> or is it okay because we've done it in this venue just already? <laughs> yeah, we can. <laughs> you just figure it out. Of you, know. there's no kind of that like rules or regulations as such.
0: you mentioned there obviously like before you like the rituals and like stepping out on stage and stuff. Has there been times when things haven't gone quite to plan on stage? Like, how do you navigate that? Like, because I imagine from what I'm hearing, like you're a bit of a Perfectionists, like yeah. you know, you know, like what you like, um, and stuff like that. Yep. How do you navigate? Do you is there like an element of like kind of not it's not self-doubt, that's the wrong word, but like kind of do you kind of beat yourself up a little bit in terms of when things like that happen?
2: Uh n- never really, never really, because not to it's a hard way to put it. We're we're so over-rehearsed, yeah, in the sense that like perfectionists, that when mistakes happen. It's usually funny because it's because of something out of our control or like something to do with the staging or oh my god did you see because my trainer was caught in the stage and i couldn't move so i couldn't get to the other side of you for that bit. And i was like i wonder why you were standing over there Does <laughs> like, that it's more that sort of thing and that's funny because it's not because i told you you should have practiced that or yeah should have gone through it more or why didn't you do that like it's never like mistakes if you make a mistake human like sometimes like, yeah. i forget a thing. But it's usually I've forgotten it because I know it so well that my brain goes, I should probably have like chicken I've only seen something from asda when I get back. And I'm on stage <laughs> and my brain is gone away because my body oh, automatically, <laughs> but my brain is so relaxed that it's thinking about something else. Yeah. And I'm moving hundred miles an hour doing the choreo. And then I randomly, you know, do a wrong arm or something. You know, and that's just one of the things we laugh about after yesterday. We um we've got multiple versions of certain tracks sometimes, but um, we used to have a track that had a uh, R Kelly joke in it. We took it out because of the whole R Kelly situation (laughs) made sense, but it usually comes with like a video, but for this uh, show, they needed um, the one with the the old, the different video, basically. So we just sent it off while we're on stage. The the R Kelly song came in and we just didn't realize, but Ash just (laughs) looked at me and it went into that bit. And um, usually he goes on the floor and it's the move your body like a snake. Yeah. And he goes on the floor and like drags himself along the floor like a snake. And then he goes, join in. And I drop on the floor. And then we both move like a snake along the floor. But he's like, move your body like a snake. And he just did like a weird standing up <laughs> snake move. And then he goes, join in. And then I just did a weird <laughs> snake move. I don't know exactly the move he just did. But he just made it up on the spot. And like, they're the sort of things we came up on. Was like, what the hell was that? And was like, who sent the wrong track? And he's like, I just obviously picked, like, clicked the wrong one and sent it off but we just laugh about it it's always it's always funny it's never like an issue for us Do
0: you know what's incredibly powerful about that i think without you even realizing there's a really strong message there about like focusing on what you can control yeah. rather than what you can't control and i think when it comes to like life in general there's like that's the biggest thing i think what's well, one of the biggest things i've learned from the podcast because i you're either worrying about what could happen what has happened mm. or like what is probably never going to happen that you kind of you miss those like really special moments. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 that was a good answer. Good answer. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. With music, obviously, like as I said, I have three questions that I ask each and every one of my guests. Okay. Um, and I don't send these over beforehand because I like to see like the cogs turn when they're put on the spot a little bit. Okay. And it's the songs that kind of, that have soundtracked certain moments obviously for yourself. Yeah. I mean, you practically live on the dance floor so I can't imagine it takes a lot but is there a song that as soon as you hear it you're like yep I might I need to be on the
2: dance floor um there's so many um Justin Timberlake like I love you when I hear I'm like something about you I'm like it's my That or um like i you remind me in here, dun, 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 dun. I'm at. Like, it's my joke. <laughs> I just like singing along to it and just pretending that I'm some sort of pop star. <laughs> well, you are yeah. now. Oh, something like that. Yeah, not quite Usher, but yeah, I like to pretend yeah, no, for a moment. Um, no. never know.
0: Um, I mean, I am predicting there's going to be a storm, so now is your chance to throw yeah, some shapes uh, in the rain. In The rain, yeah. But... <laughs> for sure,
2: there's always them, but I also like an old school song sometimes, like a Don't Stop believe it that'll get me like just cheering, like I'm having the best kind of party night (laughs) rather than dancing but yeah that sort of song will get me singing at the top of my lungs at least yeah
0: love it on the flip side of that is there a song that brings out the feels
2: um so like a sad song would you say like a
0: yeah or one of the ones that just like the lyrics just kind of like they just Ooh. grab you and you're like oh god this was written about
2: me. yeah i listen to very like obscure artists and music so okay. most people don't know the song so like one of the people is called quinn lewis and he's got a song called sad for no reason and it's so good and he's basically yeah. just everyone just keeps asking sometimes i'm just sad for no reason and i'm just like i feel that like because sometimes yeah. i can't put my finger on it and he's got quite a few songs like that where i'm like Oh, you just said it so Perfectly, so yeah. Sad for no reasons, one of my like, yeah, top ones that captures my heart. And then my favorite artist of all time is called John Bellion Yes. He, um, okay. Yeah. yeah so he's just written all of Jonas Brothers like waffle I was about, Sh- about uh, to say. Waffle yeah. Brothers, yeah. Oh. And waffle wrote- Shop. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice uh, little plug there. He's literally, yeah, literally, that's so funny. So yeah, he's written that, and he wrote like Holy for Justin Bieber and like all that album. Uh, so, but, but him as an artist is my favorite artist. He's got a song called Human, and he's basically saying like how hard it is to just be human. And the song is just very like, um, I, like fearing that you give too much. I find the time to drink and smoke, but I can't find the time to call my mum. And it's like, there's all these yeah. little things that you're like juggling in your life, but you're mm-hmm. only human. And it's just so like, the song itself, he's got like a very like obscure production, but he's got like a piano ballad version on YouTube. And it just hits that like, yeah that that thing for me and I, I remember one time i did a contract with some other dancers and one of my, one of the guys was really into music and i was like oh i listen to this and he just sat there and i saw him just start crying and i was like oh wow. no <laughs> I him he was the same type of person as me that he would feel it the same way i felt it um that was the song that also made me find him as an artist so like led me on the journey of like becoming a fan of him sort of thing but yeah those two songs listen oh, well, they when they add to the playlist next time i need a good i imagine you've got some banging playlists on your <laughs> yeah
0: yeah i've got some good i've got ones that are like
2: literally i've got one that's called deep af which is just like <laughs> songs that yeah, literally let me see if i can just get one for you so get... i'll probably look at it and be like yeah song is the one what about you what are your songs
0: to be fair you just reminded me of one um when you mentioned justin bieber there's a song that he did, and I'm pretty sure it's from that album um, that really really spoke to me Um, I love that album it's going to really bother me now Lonely with oh, Benny Blanco yeah. there's something about that song that I just felt the first time I heard it, I was like I think he's talking about me <laughs> I, <Yeah>. think, <laughs> I think this is written about me Um, but to be fair, it, it could be it could be anything. There's a there's a song that's... It's not even a sad song. Is um, I've got... It a few years back, we went through like a pretty traumatic thing where we nearly lost um, my mom to an operation that went wrong. Um, right. She's now like in a neurological care home, like right. basically trying to get some kind of quality of life. So me, me and my sister have kind of just been kind of like best friends, really. And there's a song that Clean Bandit did with Craig David called We Were Just Kids. And i have never like even talking about it like the hairs yeah. on my arm standing up because there's just i've never heard a song before that has so perfectly described mine and my sister's relationship before and it was just yeah, yeah so that one to me and it's not even like a sad song it's quite like clean clean what you expect from a clean yeah, yeah. song? it's quite like poppy classical yeah, not, kind of thing yeah.
2: um but yeah it's, it's beautiful beautiful song love Craig David as well. And I think he had, he had a song called this unreleased. And it's, I don't even know if it's on YouTube. I got it from like the days when like torrents were a thing, like I remember couldn't, that. You, couldn't get, Wire. you couldn't get David song. this snows in July. And it's like a love song, but he's basically saying like, I will stop loving you when it snows in July, which obviously will never happen. Never. The lyrics yeah. were so, I, mean, I went for a break, break up and listened to that. And I was like, this couldn't be more perfect to just the way he was just describing things. <sighs> When people capture that stuff, that's why music is like when you get the right song and people capture you like that, I've got so many artists that like, yeah, I could just put them on Like Tori Kelly is my favorite female artist. And she's got certain what songs. What a like, voice. What a what voice. Of, oh, marry oh her tomorrow. Um, oh <laughs> She, yeah, God. she, I remember I was, um, I was ill basically. in one of our, when we did the 2012 Olympic uh, tour, we were yeah. in first day of rehearsals and I got some sort of bug. I was ill I went to rehearsals was sick they sent me home and I couldn't sleep and she just released her first handwritten um, EP or whatever it was at the yeah. time and I put it on literally next to my ear and it was the only thing that could put me to sleep and now the album's just got like a thing for me that like when yeah. I feel I could just put it on and it like it just centers me and makes me just wow. like fall asleep but the lyrics in that and just the etherealness of her voice and everything is just like yeah incredible
0: Love I need it. to go and check that out then because like yeah. childishly i found out i discovered her through the film sing and yeah. her cover of hallelujah yeah and i obviously i knew the song but i've never i won't listen to any other version of that song now apart from hers
2: john, john is- bell and Tori kelly are my all-time like top people just has a songwriting and music and just like the sound that they create like john bell is not necessarily like a singer that like sings his thing off, but the way he sings, it just sets the, the the feeling that you need. you know what I mean? And she's the same. Like she, when she gets into that place, where it get puts you in your feels, is like yeah, you know, like I can just chill out to her at any time.
0: It's time for sing it, sack it. Is it a hit or are they talking shit? Welcome to sing it or sack it. This is the part of the show where I dissect one of the most famous songs in the world for their lyrics. Now, obviously, as a singer songwriter yourself now, and obviously you're a bit of a weirdo like me, where we, you know, we connect with the lyrics of songs. That's what you meant. Exactly. It's fair. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah, I know I needed that.
2: That's that's what they're there for. They were made for that specific (laughs) reason. Yeah.
0: I'm not weird. Cheers for that, Glenn. but yeah, but this week, so basically what happened, sorry, I'll, I'll explain the segment. If you agree with it, we're going to sing it. But if we're not quite feeling it or it's like, mm, not feeling that, we're going to sack it off. And yeah. this might be a con- quite a controversial one because it's probably one of the biggest songs of the past probably 10 years. And it's Pharrell Williams' Happy. Mm. So very popular song. But okay. the, the lyrics to me yeah. are a little bit, hmm, Okay, I don't quite get it. So I'm going to read them out. And obviously, if we agree with it, we're going to sing it. And if we don't, we're going to sack it off. But the the lyrics go like this. Clap along if you feel like a room without a roof. Clap along if you feel like happiness is the truth. Clap along if you feel that what happiness is to you. Clap along if you feel that that's what you want to do. This probably doesn't help that I've I read it out in probably the whitest voice. <laughs> Taking <but possibly. laughs> <Could get laughs> the soul did, out of it. But yeah. completely
2: just ripped it apart.
0: Hmm. But what do, what is a room without a roof?
2: I think it just means like when you like, you know, you have a party or you sing the roof off or, you know, tear the house down, it's oh, a thing. I okay. think it's more that feeling. I think it's like we blow the roof off with the energy of like
0: yeah.
2: that happy feeling like a room without a roof. I think that's what he's going with for that. <laughs>
0: I you know what I needed that because I you know what ever since that song was released, I was like, I have no bloody clue what you're singing about. Pharrell. Yeah,
2: I think that's the the kind of idea behind it. Yeah, room without a roof is like yeah, just blowing the roof off with the energy.
0: I think. Do you know what? Actually, I don't know what this just reminded me of, but like fun fact about Frau Williams, you can tell he's produced a song because he always does a four count into the song.
2: Dun, dun, dun,
0: dun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> every song that Frau ever does, it has the four count in. Yeah. It's the same with that. blurred lines. Produce that, and it's like, don't, the, the, everybody yep. get up, and which is also a questionable song, but that's for another episode. And, nice. um, but yeah, clap along if you feel what happiness is to you. If you feel what the hell is even what?
2: that, I don't know. I think that's just the get everyone clapping <laughs> I can't defend that it's like, oh, I have no idea I can't defend that
0: but to be fair in, in general what are we do, are we, are we singing it are we sacking it what, what do you I'm think I'm only
2: going to say sing it simply because the feeling of the song is so happy like you couldn't have written a happier happy a song. song like <laughs> it's genius true. for that like it's so annoying I never want to hear it but I <laughs> hear it because it was so big and so good do you get what I mean like I'm completely over it I in really like source of it but I also am jealous that I didn't write it if that makes sense even though oh, that's a good question mm. what if you wish you could have is written is there a
0: song yeah
2: that you wish you would wrote so many end of the road by boys to men ah oh, okay I, yeah when that comes in oh, <laughs> like I always say imagine I ask people is if you could be in the studio with someone and hear them sing something for the first time what would it be mine would have been end of the road or um Michael Jackson <laughs> just the feeling of him doing that you knock me off of my feet that but like imagine being there yes. he's like, oh, sorry, I've got, um, I just want to try this and he goes that feeling of him singing that I would have just been like dun, 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 dun. <laughs> like you would have literally <laughs> I thrown everything off the table and I'd have been like what the hell is that like I wouldn't know what to do with myself I can't imagine the person in the studio when he walks in and goes okay count me in and then he sings that that for me is like, yeah, mad. <laughs> what about you? if you could be in the studio with someone when they sang something? I think
0: I'd have to go for like a powerhouse. I think I'd have to go for like a- Whitney. A, yeah, a Whitney, or maybe like a Dow, someone like you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, hearing that song anyway does something to me, but imagine hearing that like
2: completely stripped back. I just imagine it for the right. first time and like Whitney just going, and uh, <laughs> like yeah. a- Belty boys, and you're just in the studio going, yeah, a good take. Yeah, let's do go one more time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What? Mind-blowing. Mind oh,
0: blowing. my God. To be fair, you have been an absolute bouter of a guest. Thank like I genuinely... I don't want the conversation to end. I could sit all night and talk to you about music. <laughs> but Obviously, we, we, we're busy people. We've got things... But we haven't. I'm saying that. Like I'm <laughs>
2: very I'm, chill, but yeah, all but good. <laughs>
0: you've been genuinely an incredible guest, and I wish you all the best obviously with the single and you know continued success but also massively respect what you're doing because it's it. i wish there was more people like you around when i was kind of yeah. going through what i did but even when i was younger as well because it's it's so inspiring mate so yeah, yeah appreciate thank that you thank for you for